Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I am Chad Russell. That is Kurt Souter, my co-host. He is with Further Stone Ministries. And we do this little ditty called Solid Steps Radio. And Solid Steps Radio is a show for men by men. And this was burst out of a need for we thought that men need to be spoken to and talked to, challenged, equipped, a lot of things. And, encouraged. Uh, encouraged. There you go. <laughs> and uh, we are a show that wants to do that for you. And if you're a guy listening to this, and I know this seems a little bit uh, eye rolling to some people and a little bit melodramatic, but I believe this is absolutely true. And if we approach this in a humble spirit to believe that you as a man are not fulfilling your destiny and existence as a man, if you are not walking with Jesus Christ. And um, that is, and women too, with the feminine side of things. But so we exist to help guys do that. Not that we can do it. We're just tools in the toolbox and we just want to help guys in their walk with God. So that being said, thank you for listening. Uh, we're, we're talking today about something that is so not on people's radar. Mm. The, the fact that it's not on people's radar, but the importance of it is absolutely off the charts. It, it's off the charts important as much as it is not on the charts of people in, in their consciousness. Okay. I know you're probably thinking, well, that's a, a weird setup. I'm a weird guy. Bear with me. So I am so easy to not do this with my own children what we're talking about today. It is so easy for me to just, in a way, not include my kids in something I'm doing around the house to take along with me. If there's a problem, do you have any problems I have not included my kids in, in our family, to help them see what does this look like? Why do we, how do we operate with this dad, right? We kind of alienate the kids a little bit. So today we are talking with a world-renowned speaker, teacher, uh, this guy's got some educator. He, he is got some horsepower to him. All right. <laughs> and we're going to talk about inclusiveness and the importance of including people in areas of our life. So, Chad, uh, it, it is as dads, I think it's really difficult to uh, remember the power of this. So, Brad, when we were talking the other day, so yeah. uh, first of all, welcome to the show. Hey, man, it's so good to be back. Thank welcome you. Uh, back to the show. Yeah, it, you know, any, anytime when Chad and I get to get together and we're kind of planning the calendar and Brad Shuck uh, gets, you know, on, we start talking about you, man. Oh, man, you um, guys are so kind. Well, we, you know, we kind of like, well, well, it's, we not can't. All, it's not all good. <laughs> That's okay. Listen, I'll take half. <laughs> I'll take a third. <laughs> no, we get, we get excited because we, you know, we, we we, we're going to talk about leadership because that's mm-hmm. what you do. Yeah. That's what you teach. Professor at UVL, right. University of Louisville. And, uh, and yet, uh, we just know that you're going to, you're going to come in from a different perspective, from mm-hmm. a different angle. Uh, thank you. Slant. Thank I, li- you. I like it. Thank and you. so, um, anyway, uh, when we were talking, you, 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 you started mentioning this inclusiveness, yeah. the, the power mm-hmm. Of invitation yeah. and the power of including others. Yeah. But, but so, but before we unpack that, uh, kind of to to tie this in, you just took a trip to India. I did. It, it was a couple of months ago, um, and I got a chance. I got a phone call from a friend of mine that I work with, a company up in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they said, "Hey, uh, we have an opportunity for you to go over in India, give a keynote talk for Sherm um, Sherm India." SHRM, for those who don't know, uh, the, Soci- the Society for Human Resource Management is the world's largest HR practitioner group. And SHRM mm-hmm. India is the largest in, um, in, in Asia. It's, it's huge. Um, and so... This is quite an honor. Well, it's an honor. And I'm like, did you call the right person? Are you sure? Like, you want me to come over and do this? And 
we uh, you know worked out all the details, got plane tickets. I had to get I had to get a visa um, to go over there, which is a new experience for me. I hadn't had a chance to do that before, and uh, man, I I literally like I got on a plane and I had no idea what I was walking into. I knew when I got off the plane, I, I knew this, I would know no one. I would it it was and that's a first experience for me. Mm. Um, any other time I've traveled or done something, I've been with my my partner in life, my wife Angie, and um, I knew when I got off that plane. I was going to be in a totally different world. So I, I, I coveted people's prayers. I, I co- when people would say, man, we're going to pray for you. Please pray for me. Please, please pray mm-hmm. that when people meet Brad Shuck, that they see Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And man, that's, that was my whole goal. That's a, uh, that's a good prayer. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try not to get emotional because I can get emotional about this because it was such a powerful life experience for me. And it's what Jesus taught me through that experience of being vulnerable and being open and self-doubt and unsure of myself and having at in moments to rely on on Jesus and and in prayer and even when I'm you know walking down the hallway of a hotel and I'm in my mind I'm like you know please Jesus just I I know you're walking beside me I I know you're here with me yeah I, you know brother I, I that's refreshing because he, uh, here you are you are you have a doctorate in education. Mm-hmm. You have been very, very well trained, and you are you you, you speak and teach all the time, mm-hmm. and yet you're going to a, a scenario where you've never been before. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. Mm-hmm. You know, we um, we're going to go into this new setting, this new arena, whether it's work or whatever it might be, and we can be fearful. We can be have Absolutely. have doubts. And I, when you yesterday when we were talking, you talked about doubts, yeah. and you had to pray, and you had to seek God, and you had to you know lean into Him. Yeah. Well, the pressure was high, so <clears throat> I'm I'm I've been brought over. Uh, so f- first of all, I, I'm scheduled to give eight talks in ten days. We take eight plane eight plane flights um, in country, out of country. We're flying over the place. We're in four different cities. I'm in, um, we started in Delhi, then we went to Agra, then we went to Mumbai, and I flew out of Bangalore. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. And so the pressure's <laughs> really high, right? And so I, I have a job that I have to do. And I, I got up to give my talk. And, now, and did, was this, did you give that same talk eight times, or did you have different talks? I had different talks every time. Okay. Uh, we were going into companies, uh, big corporate headquarters. I was doing SHRM events across the country. So while they have me there, they thought, well, we'll do some public workshops. We'll do some special invitation only kind of VIP events where we invite, uh, you know, folks in to, to have kind of a more intimate setting. And um, it, it was amazing. But I, the, the doubt for me came from why would anyone listen to me? I mean, I'm in India. Why, why would anyone want to hear what I have to say about this? And I've, I've thought about this topic. I mean, I study employee engagement. Like, that's what I spend my time thinking about. Engagement, leadership, what are the factors that drive people to give more of themselves or, or, or to push away from the table, whether that's in a, a community setting or a church setting or family setting or work setting. And the doubt for me was, why would anybody listen to me? And, man, that voice that we that us dads and men and dudes everywhere have – that voice of self-doubt and the way that it creeps in has never been more real for me than when I woke up the first morning in India. 
you know, I, I, this is a whole nother show, but we, we, we could really zero in that our self-talk dude, yeah, and the, the power of self-talk. Yeah. And I, I, I love what uh, Paul Tripp says that we either have the opportunity to preach to ourselves the gospel of the truth, mm-hmm. that God is with us, he's for us, he's in us. Yeah. And, and if, if God be for us, who can be against us? You know, we're more than conquerors. Or we can preach to ourselves what I call a false gospel. Yeah. That I, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make it. I, I'm doubt and insecurity reign in my thoughts and in my mind, and uh, that's just not the gospel of Christ. It's he, not. We, we, we are more than conquerors. And so, what an amazing reminder, right? And what a testimony in my life for myself that leaning on that got me through. Mm. And uh, Kurt. Brad Shuck did not talk to that audience or those audiences in India. Jesus Christ did. I'm I'm confident of that. I I, ha- I had too many people come up to me uh, and talk about the message afterwards mm-hmm. for that not to have been the case. And man, that was my deepest prayer mm-hmm. that I decrease. Daniel Dabney used to tell us all the time. My my our old pal Daniel Dabney. I love this guy, <laughs> but he would say we must decrease so he can increase. And that that was that was my ten days in India. What a what a posture! Yeah. Okay, so Brad, let's shift gears just a little bit, uh, and then we'll take a break. But one of the things that you talked to the audience, mm. and, and you asked questions, and one of the questions was um, something along the lines of, "Why do you get up and go to work?" Yeah, yeah. So we had this. Uh, I had this. These index cards made up ahead of time. Um, and they were laying out on everybody's table when they came in uh, for the for the workshops. This was the the one you're talking about is in Mumbai, and um, the the question on it was, uh, what gets you up every day, and, or why? Yeah, what gets you up every day, and why do you go to work? And um, and we thought we would get you know normal answers. I get up because I have to go get paid, or I have you know I have to pay bills and stuff like that. But we had people fill those out before we started the the talk. And it was just a 45 minute brief talk and. This was a VIP event, so really uh, important HR folks from all over Mumbai were coming in. Mumbai is the uh, is like the the New York City of uh, of India. I mean, it's it's glamorous. The buildings are big, big companies. Um, so these mm-hmm. folks coming in were were high profile folks, and um, and I'm asking them why they get out of bed every day, and <laughs> you know I'm standing up in the front of the room, and uh, the. Uh, I start to facilitate out like, all right, well, who's got some answers? You know, who, who can share what they put down on the cards? And we got some of the answers we thought we would. Like I said, I get paid. You know, I got paid my bills. And this one lady in the back of the room stands up and she says, because I'm loved. She, she says, because I'm loved. She's answering the question because I'm loved. I, I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break on that because I want to. We're going to hear a lot more about. <laughs> that's a good answer to have, but what does that mean in our real life? And we're going to talk to Brad on the next segment. So we're going to take a break. We got three more segments with Brad, and so we're going to take a break, and we'll be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. I'm Chad Russell. That is Kurt Souter. We are here with Doctor Doctor Brad Shuck. Uh, associate professor it's and program. Good, it's, always, it's always good to have a doc in the room. You well, know? He's the kind of doctor that if either one of us collapsed in the room, he would not know what to do. It's bad. one of those doctors, right? Yeah, it's, I'm not that kind of doctor. <laughs> I work with those kind of doctors, but I am not that kind of doctor. But he's still a very important person. Uh, associate <laughs> professor and program director at UofL, Dr. Brad Shuck. That's debatable. Too. And we're talking about uh, inclusiveness and how important it is to include 
people in your life. And we are very glad to include Ellen and Credit Union in our show of sponsors. That was not a bad segue. That was, that was pretty good. Some are better than others. Amazing. Uh, Ellen and Credit Union, they have been around Louisville and uh, this community, and they have been a part of this community investing in people, not just dollars. And it's not just numbers. It's about people for them. And we were very appreciative of Ellen and Credit Union being a sponsor of our show, helping us be able to be on air and then vision first home care, home care, eye care. They take care of your eyes and they take care of you as a person as well. And uh, I got contacts in my eyes right now from vision first. They help me see and Dr. Rollo and his crew, they're as good as they get spread out all over the city of Louisville. So we want to thank Ellen and Credit Union and vision first for sponsoring our shoe. Okay. So Brad, yeah, uh, you, you, you asked this question and uh, you know, like, what do you get up? Why do you get up in the morning? Yep. And you hear all these answers, but one lady, yeah, in India, mm-hmm. responds and says, "Because I'm loved. Bec- I, I get up in the morning and I go to work and I'm, you know, engaged because I'm loved. Because I'm loved. And what? And uh, so, uh, talk to us about that. Well, first off, you don't expect that from HR professionals. <laughs> you certainly don't expect that from your executive vice president for HR, your vice president for HR. Uh, th- these are these aren't words we use at work. Yeah. The word love. If I say if I say love, I'm, I'm it, loving pizza. I, you know, yeah, I, I love, I'm loving going out to yeah. dinner tonight. Yeah. Exactly. But that's not what she meant. I am I, I get up because I'm loved, because I feel love, because I feel like I add value, meaning. Like somebody loves me at work. That's what moves you. That's what your HR vice president is saying. Are you kidding me? Man, that's where I want to work. I want to be I want to be with her. Let me tell you something. That room, man, it stopped. <laughs> I mean, you could hear a pin drop in that room. And honestly, I took all I could to not cry. I mean, and I don't mean like cry like 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 sobbing cry but like to just have a moment where it was a powerful moment it was so powerful and it shifted the the trajectory of the conversation we were having in that room absolutely and everybody was like okay here we are so we're having that moment so okay so what as you're leading this talk and conversation with these leaders how, how did it go? It was amazing. Um, we got to have real conversations about what it meant to invite people into our spaces of work and what it meant to invite people in and be inclusive and help help people know that they, they add value and meaning. So my, my bend on this is that I, I believe in today's place of work, our, our, the organizations that we work at today, people thirst to know that they value. They hear words of meaning. I mean, when is the last time somebody has said, man, you add, thank you so much for what you do. The work you do here is so meaningful. I don't think the men who are listening or the women listening to this radio program right now, I would imagine the great majority of them haven't heard that in a really long time. Why is that, Brad? I I don't think, I don't think any leader or manager out there it, it gets up in the morning and goes, okay, how can I be a horse's rear end no way. to the people around me? No. But they're just mm. lacking some self-awareness of how to encourage and invite people in. Yeah. It's, um, I think we're really busy. I think we're really busy. And I, I gave the um, Kentucky Sherm keynote a couple of weeks ago uh, here in Louisville, Kentucky at the Omni Hotel. And um, I put a slide up that just said more, 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 more. And it just, it, just the words more all over it. Man, you could hear audible gasp in a room. And I said, does this look like anybody's life? Mm. And it was another one of those moments where it was like, 
That's me. I'm, I'm, that's me on that slot. And we don't, when we don't have capacity, when we don't have the capacity to notice the human being in front of us, whether that person is our wife, our daughter, our son, our father, our mom, our neighbor, when that person is, is a obstacle to our email or to a project or to a phone call or to a place we've got to go, I have got to get to this this next appointment right now mm. and this person is in my way and preventing me from doing that and I can objectify that person as a problem and we're just so busy and it I think to notice to notice another person takes capacity mm. I just think we're at capacity I think in and I know that it, in my own life and I'll only speak for myself there have been moments where I've been at home and my daughters come up to, to ask about playing and I'll say and I'm I don't mean to get emotional but as a dad like this is real life and I'm working on a I'm working on email Kurt and my daughter says you know hey daddy can you come play and I said baby daddy's working on email I'm, and I'm sorry and she went away and she came back and she said hey daddy can you just come color with me Kurt she's she's eight dude she's gonna be eight for not very long. And she went away again. I said, Dad, Daddy's working on email. And she comes back the third time. And she's like, Daddy, I just really want to play with you. Thank God that my daughter has the persistence and the godly wisdom at eight years old to come back and ask again. And thank God she knows she's loved beyond, beyond measure. Because had she not had those messages before, mm. she may have walked away and never come back. And it was at that third moment that I shifted. And, and Jesus kind of was like, hey, you gotta, dude, you got to wake up. Your daughter wants to color. And I said, baby, you're so right. And I shifted. But the two times before that, my daughter was a problem in the way of my email. You were fumbling the football the dude, first two times. <laughs> I am. I'm giving the ball away, right? And that is, so why don't, why don't people hear that? Why don't, why, don't, why don't leaders say those things? Why don't moms and dads say those things? Why don't dads say those things to our wife? Man, we're just so busy. We're just so busy getting to the next thing that there's almost no capacity to take a step back for a moment and say, mm. and just encourage. I mean, that's, so that's the amazing thing about that for me. Is it's just encouraging. So, so this lady mm. that really, you know, jump started oh, your dude. your whole talk Shifted. and and in essence, she was saying, "I'm coming into this work, and it is a life giving place." Yep, that's right. And you know, as I, I'm I'm fascinated by that whole invitation. Yeah. Peace. So inclusive, being inclusive. So it comes from, the, I have a friend of mine, Dr. Marilyn Bird, who works at the University of Arkansas, and she was given a talk one day, and she was talking about the very popular book, Lean In, and, um, which was uh, written by Sheryl Sandberg, uh, who uh, popularized this idea of, of female leadership in the workplace and how, how, how women need to lean, they can lean in. And Marilyn is, uh, is an African-American um, tenured 
professor at the University of Arkansas, and she just recounted all these times in her life when she couldn't lean in because she hadn't been invited in. Hmm. And she said so many times, I got looked over for opportunities, and I wanted to lean in, I wanted to give more, but no one, I wasn't invited in the conversation. And that really stuck with me about where are instances in my life where I'm a program director at the University of Louisville, so I, I get to serve a, a group of really amazing faculty and amazing, amazing students. How many times have I gone to lunch with my pals, my buddies, walked by open office doors and not invited somebody to come with us? Oh, hundreds, hun literally hundreds of times. How many times have I had an opportunity that's been presented to me at work and I have not gone home and invited my wife into the conversation to mm. celebrate, to literally celebrate and have joy with me in the moment. Mm. Hundreds of times. How many times have I gotten an article published and not shared it with anybody? 50, 60, not invited people to be a part of that with me. Man, I just have failed so miserably at inviting people in to the conversation, to opportunities, to share in joy. And maybe it's because I didn't think they'd care. Or maybe it was afraid of what would happen. I always, I, I, I'm always afraid of, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not a risk taker at all. My, I, I started no, you gotta work me to yes. <laughs> Ask my wife, there's lots of stories. Like, dad, can we do this today? No. <laughs> and then we gotta like negotiate to like get, get to yes. And, um, and I know that about myself. There's, uh, there, there's something within, I think all of us, that, um, that once it's, it's a self-protectiveness, it's a, it's, a, it's a not to reach out. And we see this politically. We don't really reach out across the aisle yeah. many times. But, I mean, in, in, it just in our practical family life. Yes, that's right. We, we can really, really miss it. Um, I, I think that's true of men. And I, I, I only can speak from my experience, but I feel like sometimes we, we close that off. We close that door. Brad, I, we're, we're going to take a break, but in this next segment, we're going to talk practically how can we as men in, be more invitational, yep. include more uh, of those around us. So, because I think that's part of servant leadership. Oh, yeah. So we're going to take a break, come back in our third segment coming up with uh, Dr. Shuck here, and we're going to talk more about inclusiveness and, and how do we flex the muscle and develop the muscle of inclusiveness as a day-to-day -day part of our life. So we're going to be back here shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. If you missed the first two, I'm sorry, segments, you can listen to those, thank goodness, because of this modern technology of called podcasts. We have all of our shows commercial-free, thanks to our sponsors, great sponsors like Frank Enterprises. If you have a septic system problem, you have a much bigger problem, and you need to get Frank Enterprises to come out. They take care of septic systems, uh, land drainage. If you've got water pooling up somewhere, I had some folks I was talking to the other day, and they go, we've got water pooling up in a certain area. I go, you need to call Frank Enterprises. And you, and you know why you need to call them? Because they are loaded with integrity. 
Yeah. And they're going to do the right thing and take care of you. Yeah. They're going to they're going to have integrity with your septic system. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this conversation. <laughs> Frank Enterprise and also Bright Star Home Care. If you have a loved one who you loved, which that makes them a loved one, and you they're going to have to be taken care of, whether it's once a week to come by and do laundry for them or 24 hour care for the rest of their life, Bright Star Home Care help people walk through that journey. That is their job. They navigate through that journey and they are incredible sponsors of our show and what they do uh, as well. So we want to thank them for sponsoring us and for our show. If you want to listen on a podcast, our previous uh, episodes or the previous segments with Brad, you just go to Facebook, SoundCloud, or iTunes and just type in Solid Steps Radio or you can go to furtherstoneministries.org and click on the mic. Okay, so Dr. Brad Shuck, you, um, this whole inclusiveness yep. and inviting others in, and uh, in, in one sense, uh, how, how do we do that as, as men mm-hmm. in the work world? So part of it's, I think, uh, muscle memory, right? And it's, uh, it's practicing, it's being disciplined with it. It's, um, it's, it's being, first of all, being aware that there are opportunities to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and then just taking action. Um, one of the things we do a lot of work around compassion. One of the things that distinguishes compassion from things like emotion and empathy is that compassion has action connected to it. So mm. if I'm being compassionate, I'm, I have empathy for you, but I'm also taking action towards that empathy. And if I'm, you know, one easy thing is it, you're in, a, you're going to lunch, right? And like I was just talking about, you're going to lunch with your pals, you're going to hang out, uh, you know, go eat some grub and just talk for a little bit. You walk by a door, you see it open invite that person to come with you just hey you, we're going to lunch you want to go to lunch with us you know that'd be great it, now, it, now, is that is that even more important if that person is a subordinate or in a lower level position like maybe somebody on your team that you're yeah. supervising or, or you're a leader for so think of think of w- what that message would look like from the person who you're inviting to go to lunch with you they're gonna go home and tell their spouse about it yeah guess who i got to go to lunch with today i got to go to lunch with kurt Oh, and we talked about all this stuff. When you invite people in, you tell them that you notice them, mm. that you see them. You not only see them, but you inviting them to be a part of. I can't think of a better way to help people understand how meaningful their contributions are, how valuable they are at work, than to notice someone. You know the, um, we talk a lot about loneliness, right? Mm-hmm. Loneliness is real. Well, you can be surrounded by people and be incredibly lonely. You can be in a packed room of a theater, packed room of a, of a concert, and you can be incredibly lonely. And I think that's real at work. I think that's real at home. I think part of that is uh, the capacity that we talked about. There's just not space. Um, I think things like technology, f- Facebook, Twitter, I spend an enormous amount of time on social media. Do I think those people really, when you click love on my picture, that's... <laughs> I'm, I'm happy about that, but man, I can't get caught up in that because that's not real stuff. You know, the real stuff is when you and I are sitting face to face to each other, I'm looking you in the eye and you're telling me about your life and I'm telling you, man, that's awesome, dude. And I'm encouraging you to be, to be that person, to live into your best life. And so, yeah, when we walk by and I'm, I'm, I'm the leader or I'm, I'm the, uh, uh, person in charge and I look at somebody who's on my team and I'm like, Hey, we're going to grab some food. You want to go? That person is going home that night and telling their wife mm. that they went to lunch with Kurt Sauter and they talked about this. Yeah, I think it's really important. 
but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. But I want to. I but I want to. I want to just invite the people that make me feel good. Yeah, but, but that's not <laughs> what Jesus did. That's not the example that Jesus laid for us. Jesus laid the example of inviting everyone, and and, and especially the down and out. The the people we would not invite, the people who we would avoid, right? Yes. That's, that's who he invited. That's who Jesus invited. Hey, look, you're all invited, but you're, you guys, you're, com- you're, you're coming, right? Jesus laid that example. He invited the people who weren't noticed, who maybe didn't believe they had value. And you know what? Jesus, Jesus gave them, helped them see their meaning, helped them see their value. Help them see what they could do. And because of that, transformed lives. He transformed. Because Jesus did that, Kurt, I'm sitting in this radio studio with you. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That that kind of power of inviting people in and helping them understand the value that they have and the meaning that they have and that they add contribution is so powerful that it changed my life and saved me. You know, Brad, as you're talking like that, I, 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 I immediately I, I go back to when Jesus m- made the invitation to the disciples mm. and said, I, I want to be with you. Will you, will you come and be with me? Mm-hmm. And it changed their life. Yeah. I mean, I think if we could interview Peter and James and John and Andrew and Philip and Nathaniel, I think they would go, you guys have no idea the invitation that Jesus threw out to us and and welcomed us into his life, mm. and it has absolutely, radically changed and transformed me forever. You know, I, a practical story from my life, I was, um, my wife and I lived in Miami for uh, five, almost five and a half years, and um, when we got down there, it was very, we were we were poor. I mean, we just graduated college and we didn't have any money, <laughs> and it was, it was tough to get back home. Um, yeah, plane flights are expensive, right? So our very first Thanksgiving down there, um, we were invited to my administrative assistant's office, Estella Pinnabat, um, who today is like a second mom to me. And we, we were like, I don't know about this, you know. We were kind of skeptical at first, but she was insistent on the invitation. She, and, she, and she said just exactly what you said, I wanna be with you on Thanksgiving and I want you to be with my family. Mm. And man, we showed up. <laughs> you wanna talk about a party for Thanksgiving. <laughs> it was amazing. And we stayed for hours. I mean, we hours. We were so exhausted when we left there. It wasn't. It wasn't just we're going to feed you and you got to leave. No, it's like we are here to just party with you. It, it was who are, tell us everything. We want to know about you. And it wasn't just Estella and her husband Jose and uh, and their and their immediate family. <laughs> it was like seventy five people. Like they brought in these fold, you guys know these folding like tables that have the four legs and all yeah. these wobbly chairs. I mean, we we packed that house out, and you know what they asked of us? Nothing. Mm. They asked nothing. They just said, "Come and be with us, and and be a part of our family." There's there's what look we. I'm not suggesting that everybody does that at work. Like, you know, everybody comes to my house now from U of L for Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> I mean, you want to come though, you can. I'm going to cook a big old turkey. But I do think there are opportunities for us to be more invitational at work. And I think the important part of this for me is that what messages are we giving people 
our employees, our team members, even our supervisors about the value that they add and what image of Jesus Christ are they seeing in us by us, by me, I'm speak for myself and I failed miserably at this, which is why it's so convicting for me of where I have on numerous occasions walked by and left someone out. And I didn't mean to do it, Kurt. I didn't, I I did not, that's not my heart. And I hope that people who know me, who listen to this radio show know that's not my heart. I didn't mean to do that, but now I see opportunities to, to be more inclusive, more invitational when I'm at work. Because when I do that, I'm telling people they matter. I'm telling people there's value. Mm. Yeah, you don't wake up in the morning going, okay, how can I be a jerk to those around me? But we have to be intentional. That's right. And, and I think a prayer would be, Lord, help me to see the people around me like you do. Because I guarantee you that in, in, in our culture today, um, if we had to get a following going, we wouldn't pick Peter, James, and John. Mm. We wouldn't pick Nathaniel and and Philip. Right. They're not on our top our top <laughs> ten. Yeah. Uh, hey, they, they're not the up and coming folks. They're they're not the rising star, and and that's that's who we go after. What what you're describing as you're kind of just talking about this is a, the, the greatest sermon ever preached. It was Jesus preaching the Sermon on the Mount mm-hmm. that we call it, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And in that passage, he says, do to others as you would have them do to you. Mm-hmm. We know that is the golden rule. But that, that's really what you're describing of, of what, what we would want someone else to do, a superior in our lives to invite us. That's what we're to be doing to those around us at a at a minimum that's what i'm striving for Mm. and i i have i hope there's enough grace for me that when i fail at that that just like my daughter did that that you come back Mm. and you try again that's good stuff because i'm telling you i'm gonna fail (laughs) yeah we are so we're going to take a break and come back in our fourth and final segment, uh, unfortunately uh, for us, because we love talking with Brad, and we're going to talk a little bit more about inclusiveness and what that looks like uh, in our day-to-day life. So we appreciate you listening. We're going to take a break and be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment of today's show on Solid Steps Radio. If you're just tuning in, got in the car, and you just happened to have it on, uh, we're talking today with Dr. Brad Shuck from the University of Louisville, Associate Professor and Program Director, and he helps people move the ball down the field. He helps companies and organizations help improve, improve employee engagement, and he travels all over the world talking about how people can do that, and uh, we've been talking today about inclusiveness. We want to thank, uh, again, our sponsors, Dan Hart Financial. Dan is a guy who, if you say, I want to take this money that God has given me and I want to be a good steward of it for investing for years down the road to invest for a, other, for a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, not just money, other things. But uh, Dan Hart helps you do that biblically and, and wisely. So we want to thank Dan Hart, LNN, again, for uh, sponsoring our show. And first couple seconds we were talking about, Brad told a really touching story about uh where his daughter came to him three times in a certain sitting to say, hey, daddy, will you play with me? And you were 
you know, had your nose into the computer, which I have my nose in my phone or computer a lot of the times. And, and on the third time, he finally realized, hey, I should go do that and go play. Guys, if you're listening right now, just, we know, we, we, we have to work. Men have to work and we got to do work. And sometimes uh, it, there's this conviction and guilt of saying, gosh, I have to go work and I can't play with my kids. We can't play with our kids 40 hours a week. That's right. It's just impossible to do. But just picking and choosing those moments of saying, you know what, uh, that can be laid down for this moment. So, being intentional. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Being intentional about that. Yeah. So I mean, we got we got to do the things you know, provide for families. It's important. We got to work. We got to do those things. Yes. But then we have to be intentional, especially with our loved ones around yes, us. Absolutely. Um, aren't you, uh, Chad? I was going to ask you. Aren't you glad that we invited and included Brad in our radio show? I'm so glad that we included. Him. <laughs> I'm just feeling. And it's funny while we were doing Facebook Live, uh, I actually forgot to put the including people at, where you can include people in the conversation. I love and I was like, I should include them in the that, conversations. That would, that would be a good thing to do. There you go. Okay, so Brad, one of the things that we talked about yesterday was this: when we include others uh, in the home. Yeah. You know, with our family, when we include others in work, it helps create a culture, an atmosphere of, of joy. Yes. Of this, there's a spirit of, of maybe of laughter and um, of productivity increases That's because right. there's this inclusiveness. I mean, we just want to talk about the bottom line. Yeah. I mean, here we are in America. We we hey, the bottom line. We got to be about the bottom line. Got to be about it. And and you're and you're telling us, hey, yeah. when when you do these things, you're improving the bottom line. Talk about that. Yeah, you are. And so, uh, you know, our research is all in this lane, right? Like I was telling you, like I we drive in this lane. This is my <laughs> my space here where we look at this idea of being inclusive or inviting people in, um, creating atmospheres of joy, and it fundamentally shifts the way work is experienced. And as a result of that transformation, and I use that word very intentionally, transformation rather than transaction. So we might think about like, well, if I have a satisfied place of work, well, that's good enough. Well, satisfaction is transaction, it's status quo. It's I give to you, you give to me, and there's this equal state of, uh, of give and take, right? Joy, transformational. It changes the game. It elevates the game. It, it creates an environment where your employees are more productive, they're more creative, they're more free to be creative because they're, they're joyful. And this is, connect, I, can, I can connect this back to some, some really deep theoretical research, but it, in essence, what it does is it opens up resources for us that we didn't even know we had. <clears throat> think, about, think about times when you feel isolated or lonely and you, and you withdraw, like you can imagine a person constricting in and being kind of, kind of folded in. Versus when you see somebody, imagine like we're at a wedding party and we're out on the dance floor. Me, me, Kurt and Chad are all out on the dance floor and we're, and we're just letting loose and having a big time. Dude, you can draw on some dance moves that you did not know you had. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I'm speaking from personal experience. You can ask my wife about this. I'm drawing on things. Same things happens at work. When we're in a place and we're in a meeting and we're in a place of joy or engagement or we feel like, I, we've been invited into the conversation, man, I'm way more apt to raise my hand. Mm. And you know what? Silence in a meeting is really powerful because not only do you do I not raise my hand, but you don't know that I know the answer to the question. That's my power. But man, when I'm in a place where I know that I belong and I've been invited and it's joy-filled, my performance is better, 
my creativity is better, my discretionary effort or volunteerism is better, I'm way less likely to leave. Why would I leave that place? Why, you couldn't pry me off that place with a stick. I'm not going anywhere. The interesting thing about this, what we found is there's some health benefits to this as well. Mm. When people work in places where they feel distracted or they don't feel like they belong or they're disengaged, right? They work in what we might call dysfunctional environments. Those people report higher levels of health issues. They tell us they don't sleep very well at night. They lay in bed awake and they worry. And we can understand that worry because we, some, many of us have all been there. We, um, uh, we may not eat healthy. We're, very, we're way more likely to stop off at Taco Bell, although I want to be very clear. What's wrong with that? I love Taco, <laughs> Taco Bell. Bell. <laughs> I love Taco Bell. So for me, Taco Bell is a food group. <laughs> but I understand that the American Medical Association would not recognize that. That's fine with me. It's whatever. But, you know, we, we just make better decisions. So the health, there's better health. There's better health outcomes, right? We're taking better mm -hmm. care of ourselves because we have space. We have space now to think about those things. The most important thing for me, though, Kurt, is that when people work in a place where they feel joy, they go home different. Mm. They go home different, brother. And when we go home different, we have the opportunity to impact our families. And as, as men, like we need to rise up to that occasion. We are called to rise up to that. Mm. And I think it's important that we don't just think about this at work. Although I want to be clear, like building places of work that where people can experience joy and be engaged and be happy, there is a clear case for business outcomes. There's a clear bottom mm. line case here. So, if, And if you need that information, I'll, contact me. And I'm happy. I'll send you slide decks and I'll send you articles. I'll send you everything you need to build that case. But for me, I think people live fundamentally different lives when they go home. And they're available emotionally for their families. They're available emotionally for their communities. They're available emotionally for their churches. Mm. They're, they're more apt to volunteer. They're more apt to be involved because we have space to do that. Yeah. Dude. This stuff's important, man. It is. It's, you know, and, and you know what? And, and you're in academia world, but what you're really communicating, this is right out of the Bible. Absolutely. This is, uh, this is out of the life and ministry of Jesus. We're, we're here today because Jesus included us. Mm. And we're here today because Jesus was a man who lived with the fullness of joy. And it radiated yeah. now two plus millennia, and we're still being influenced by him today. You know, I, amazing. One thing that comes to mind for me is, is just a really simple verse of, of John 3.16, where God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son from me. But God had to, God gave, God, God, God sacrificed. And I think sometimes maybe we're called to do that. When we invite people in, there is... There is a, a sacrifice of, I'm going to, it's not a sacrifice in the same way that Jesus came to earth and died and was nailed to a cross. But I think there's a lesson in, in giving of ourselves first so that others can be invited in and that, and that we take that action. And as men, we're called to invite people in and that from that comes transformation ultimate life transformation dude uh that is so rich um 
but our time's up, man. man. And uh, I just want to say an, an enormous thank you. Mm. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for sharing your heart. Thanks for what you do. And uh, uh, just appreciate you. Yeah, thank you all so much for, for coming in. Look, if people need more information, you can find me on the socials at Dr. B. Shuck or at drbshuck.com. If, if I can do anything for you or share any information or you, you want to talk more about this, I, I hope you'll reach out. What's um, that website again? Dr. D-R? D-R-B-S-H-U-C-K.com. DrBshuck.com. Awesome. That's good. Brad, would you pray for us guys Absolutely. that we would be these men who include others and, yeah. and create and help have a spirit of joy yeah. in our homes especially? Lord, I pray that you um, would anoint the men and the women listening to this radio program today. God, I pray that you would help the men rise up, that you would help them see the meaning and the value, the, that you call us to be strong fathers and strong men and strong leaders. God, that you would anoint and have favor on those listening today. Heavenly Father, I pray for grace. I pray for understanding. I pray for peace. Lord, as we continue through our, our work week and we continue to to be home with our with our, our wives and our, our kids, God, that we can shower them with the kind of love that you have loved us with. Mm-hmm. And Lord God, I pray earnestly and urgently, God, for community and invitation. Because when we have that, Lord, we can transform the world around us. Mm-hmm. It's in your name we pray, Lord God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Brad. So we've heard today about inclusiveness and, you know, we're created in the image of God. And Brad quoted a verse that's almost cliche to many people. John three sixteen. for God so loved a certain demographic of people who look a certain way and only worship a certain way in a certain place. <laughs> for God so loved the world, he included the entire world. Yeah to be able to have access to him through Jesus Christ at the cross. And so if you have not, if by the way, if you're listening and you have not been included into the family, which he wants to include you and adopt you into the family as his son and or daughter, um, that can only happen through the cross. And you will eventually end up at the cross <laughs> and, and you will take the exchange that was given at the cross by God because he included us. And so uh, this may be with your kids, this may be with anybody at your work, just include them and acknowledging them and including them, all of, us, all of a sudden it reminds them they are valuable mm-hmm. and you were included by God. So we thank you for listening. We thank you for uh, maybe passing this along to someone else. We would really appreciate that, uh, posting it on your wall. Like us on, please like us, that sounds desperate, but like us on our Facebook page, yeah. Solid Steps Radio. <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening and we really appreciate you and uh, pass this along to somebody who would also enjoy it as well. Thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio. We're